To begin today's show, I am joined on the phone by the chair of the Thompson Nicola Regional District Board of Directors, Ken Gillis. Ken, how are you doing here today? I'm as well as can be expected, thank you, under these trying circumstances. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, you were the last guest I actually had to have in studio, and, and now we're, what, two weeks later, I think, since the last time we chatted, and... Uh, just wanted to ask, I mean, could you have imagined at that time two weeks ago that we would be where we are here today? Absolutely not. And I just heard, a, I didn't hear it, I saw a crawl on the, on the CNN, but Bill Gates has recommended that the United States shut down entirely for the next eight to ten weeks. And whoever would have expected that from anybody, much less Bill Gates? Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are probably pushing for that, uh, that step to be taken. When you're looking at the numbers right now south of the border, it's, uh, it's getting a little bit out of control. So... We'll, we'll yeah, see what terrifying. happens. Yeah. But, anyways, we won't get into that right now. We'll focus on uh, what's going on with the TNRD. Um, you guys met yesterday via uh, a conference call to uh, kind of have a meeting of some sorts because we can't really meet in person right now. So I just wanted to start by asking about that specifically and, and sort of how different that was for you to meet really with a, with a phone conference instead of being able to actually get together in person. Was that a, a bit of a change for you guys? Well, it was certainly a change for me, Jeff. It was my first experience in my entire life with anything like that. It was awkward at times, but uh, people reacted, I thought, very, very well. And for the most part, people didn't speak over one another. They understood that you can only speak one at a time uh, on the telephone lines. And uh, generally speaking, I think given the circumstances, it came off very, very well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's probably the hardest part when you have 20-plus people on a phone at once is trying to get people to talk, uh, you know, in turn. That's always the, it's a challenge when we're in person, let alone on the phone. So glad to hear it worked out well for you guys. Um, so with that in mind, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you guys actually were able to discuss and accomplish yesterday. Uh, you guys were looking at a new financial plan, uh, of course, looking specifically at 2020 as well. Um, so uh, you can correct me if I make any mistakes here, but uh, from what I'm seeing, it, uh, a budget here in 2020 of just over $23 million, $23,068,399. Million uh, that represents a very small tax increase compared to 2019. So maybe just take me through sort of what the, the reasoning behind, uh, you know, having that smaller tax increase was this time around. Obviously, you know, most people are looking at, at marginal increases, and you guys were able to keep that sort of, um, you know, in, in to, to a, as minimal uh, an increase as possible. Yes, and we always try to do that. Uh, the taxes are, as you point out, are going to remain very much the same. Some, I think, are up a little. Some uh, would be down a little, depending upon assessments. We did detect one troubling trend that was pointed out by our chief financial officer, and that is that the lack of industrial and uh, commercial tax base in the region is causing a shift to some extent from uh, from commercial industrial to residential. In other words, just to stay in one place, we have to shift some tax burden to the residential taxpayers. Now, this is not a major shift, and most won't notice it anyway, because new properties have come on stream, which has sort of helped to fill the gap. 
But nevertheless, it's a concerning trend, and we'll certainly be watching that one. Yeah, I think that's a trend that, uh, you know, most municipalities or, or districts are dealing with uh, just, you know, really across the country is, is that commercial and industrial tax base just seems to be shrinking at, uh, at pretty rapid levels. So, I mean, it's not a unique problem. Were you able to, to maybe draw from, from other places that are sort of going through the same issue to figure out how you can, um, you know, try and prevent as much of that burden switching over to the tax base or to the, uh, to the um, taxpayers, the, the homeowners, if you well, you know, in, in too rapid a fashion? Well, yeah, I'm not sure that we're drawing from other jurisdictions in order to find ways to cope with that. I, I fear what we're probably doing is the same thing as other jurisdictions, and that's getting into, uh, you know, into a competitive mode in order to try to attract some industry that would indeed help to fill that gap. But, you know, as we're doing that, of course, every other jurisdiction in the province is going to be trying to do the same thing. So it's a, it's a never-ending struggle. But we'll, I don't think it's a major problem at this point, and what we're trying to do is to make sure that it doesn't become a major problem. Mm-hmm. Um, average residential taxpayer in Kamloops will see an increase of $2.07 per household. Uh, average residential taxpayer in the rest of the regional district will see changes ranging from uh, a decrease of $9.93 to an increase of $10.72. So, you know, on a grand scale, it seems pretty marginal. And, and you know, are, are you happy with those figures as they stand? Oh, I'm absolutely happy with those figures. And I think our uh, our director of finances has done a fabulous job. And it's always been our objective to try to keep taxes at as, at as low a level as possible. But on the other hand, nobody understands this better than you, Jeff. We still have more and more demands for services. And as those demands increase, then the necessity for the funding to pay for them increases. And, uh, you know, as I say, it's just a never-ending struggle, and we just do our level best to, to keep it on an even keel. Now, th- this question might even be really difficult to answer, but just, you know, how unique is this budget right now? I mean, um, you know, just because we are going through this pandemic right now and these are really unprecedented times and it's really difficult to foresee how long, you know, things like, uh, you know, being really stuck in our homes could last for, um, you know, uh, how difficult is this budget to look at compared to other years? Is this just really unique and it's sort of uh, kind of tried to take it as normal as you can right now and then see how this whole thing plays out and, and how it might affect things moving forward I'm just like how did you go about tackling this budget this time around when you're when you're passing it in the middle of a global pandemic I'm, I'm quite happy to address that um, we considered a couple of suggestions one suggestion came from uh, director rain uh, the mayor of Sun Peaks who thought that we should be considering looking at a tax decrease if at all possible uh, because of the fact that people are going to suffer, and they are really going to suffer financially before this is over. And we're aware of that, and, and that did not come completely off the table. We were, it was impossible to, be, to deal with it, of course, in, in the... Um, and in the course of approving the budget, we're legislatively required to have that budget approved by the end of March, which is, I think is pretty close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we went ahead and approved the budget, but the suggestion was uh, was made, and it will be something that, you know, depending on, on, the, on the severity of the consequences we face as a result of this pandemic, it'll be something that we may have to consider in the future. We, uh, we rejected a motion outright to try to get authority to use gas tax money 
for COVID-19 relief. And it was just too cumbersome and impossible to, uh, you know, to manage. I mean, what qualifies as COVID relief? And right. how long would it take to get the feds to amend a policy, you know, their gas tax funding policy? It's not up to review, for review until 2024. And I think perhaps they have enough to cope with for, for just now. I don't think they would be the least bit interested in entertaining changes to the gas tax policy. And finally, there's provincial and federal plans afoot right now in, to, and substantial dollars being spent in order to try to deal with the financial consequences of this pandemic. So I, I, we thought that would be um, inappropriate. But on, you know, uh, on that COVID front, um, there's probably no major change in our budget at this point. And it didn't really have that profound an effect on our deliberations yesterday. But um, I, I would say, you know, that it's causing us all kinds of other concerns. We've got as many people as possible right now working from home. As you know, our office building is shut down. Uh, all the essential people, uh, personnel, are still working, and we have gone to great lengths to make sure there's backups in place should anyone go down with this illness. Uh, we're concerned, and our new CAO was, I think, the first to voice this concern, or at least he voiced the loudest, about the fact that uh, that construction projects are almost the only major employers operating and if construction shuts down, um, there'll be pretty well nothing left. So we're hoping that, that that won't happen. And also, and I might mention, we had a hospital, regional hospital district meeting before our uh, board meeting, so you might have a question or two about that. Um, you know, but that we want to see that hospital project continue, and so far it is continuing. I can tell you, Jeff, we've been fastidious about adhering to Dr. Body Henry's guidelines, and we certainly urge everybody in the district to be equally careful. I, I think we're going to get through this together. You know, there's no reason to panic, but uh, it's going to have a very profound and lasting effect. There's no question in my mind about that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a lot of good points brought up there, Ken, and, and particularly when talking about those federal and provincial relief funds, I mean, those are really ever-changing, so it's hard to, uh, to make a plan when you don't necessarily know what all the supports that will be coming down the line are at this time. Um, just wanted to ask you one more question while I have you here, just in terms of future meetings, um, you know, is there any plan for you guys to get together again as a TNRD board of directors in the near future? Are you hoping to, uh, you know, meet again on the phone or, um, you know, I'm just curious what your, your plans are moving forward just for continuing the, uh, the, the process of, uh, of, of meeting and, and, you know, having government. Yes, thank you, Jeff. I'm, I'm happy that you answered that, or asked that, pardon me, because uh, it's something that I was hoping to address in this interview. Yes, there has been discussion of the board meeting for April. Uh, there, we did discuss the possibility, and it was only a possibility, of canceling it altogether if it came to that, because we have no idea of what we'll be faced with a month down the road. Mm -hmm. But the preference, of course, is not to cancel it, and uh, we've asked our IT people to see if they can uh, come up with a system by which we can do a video conference instead of just a teleconference, as we had yesterday. And I assume that there will be ways that the press can be included in that. We certainly 
you know, we were unhappy with the fact that there was no way to accommodate press in yesterday's meeting. And in fact, there was, uh, I don't know if there was a motion passed or not, I can't remember, but there's certainly a discussion about making sure that the information from our meeting got out to the media as quickly as possible and that we should ask our communications people to put some extra effort into that. And that certainly, I don't think that came in the form of a motion, but it certainly went ahead. And the only fly in the ointment there that I can see is I don't think, and I stand to be corrected on this, but I don't think we're allowed to release the minutes until they've been approved by the board, and the board, of course, won't meet until the next meeting. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's no surprises in those minutes, I can assure you. Well, whether we're uh, you know able to be there in person or not, or over the phone, I suppose, maybe in the future, uh, we will definitely be following up with you to see how things go. So thank you so much for doing this, Ken. Always appreciate your time. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely catch up in the hopefully not too distant future. Yeah, we appreciate your interest too, Jeff, and believe me, in these in these uh, circumstances where it's hard to get our word out to the public, uh, every opportunity like this is gratefully received. Well, thank you again for your time, and, and have a, a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you stay healthy too. We need you, Jeff. <laughs> I'm trying my best.